right, welcome everybody to a uh, to a common briefing program episode, part of the Common Geeking program, where each month we take a look at the hottest headlines across ge- across across. Take two. <laughs> welcome to the what Common Briefing Program. <laughs> uh, we lived good, the hot meme from like five years ago. The headline as longer than that. That was like ten years yeah. ago, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. don't say that to me. Oh, no. Don't say it, that to me. No. Anyway, what my are name those is Colin. Possibly have been ten years ago. All right. No. Well, this is gonna get derailed. I'm pretty. Sh- it might be more than. I think. I feel like I'm being generous with ten years. Uh, what are those original? Let's see if YouTube has the date. Uh, oh, that's. Oh, it's like it's like seven years old okay i can live with that all right i thought it was i thought it was older than that anyway okay take three Welcome to the Common Briefing Program, <laughs> part of the Common take Geeking four. Program. Take four. God, you can't just say take four when the take hasn't stopped. You you flubbed a word. Take five. <laughs> okay, there we go. Now it's take five. Thanks, Chatter. You got what you wanted. Welcome you remember to the Common that Briefing other, Program. Other, you remember take Jeff, five, Jeff, for the guys? love of God, you promised <laughs> me that you were sleepy. I thought this would be easy. You're like cranky I'm, toddlers. I can't I'm wrangle you. I'm rambunctious when I'm sleepy. Joke's I, on you. <laughs> I don't like it. The part of the Geeking Program where we talk about geeking news it's time i'm colin this is jeff and chowder they don't get to introduce themselves because they're sitting in the corner for the next hour uh we're gonna we're gonna take a look at all the stuff that happened in april not all the stuff because um april leading into may some bad stuff has happened and we're gonna try to focus on the stuff squarely in the geek realm which has been less bad on the whole. And uh, and uh, much like this is a respite from my friend's naps here, uh, this could be a respite from that for you. Uh, so Jeff and Chowder, I normally start with a vibe check, but I think we know already that uh, you're both feeling kind of sleepy right now. Yeah, tired vibes. I don't know if sleepy is yeah. really the right word. I'm tired, you know? It's like Are the you difference like, between sleepy so and you're tired. Not sleep- you're, you're like fatigued? Yeah. yeah. I'm a little okay. achy, you know? I've been moving boxes mm. all day, so I am boxes physically will do that to you. tired, but not not quite couldn't sleep if i wanted to whereas chowder i believe is just straight up sleepy boy mm-hmm. yeah i'm not gonna lie i was uh i we didn't like message each other ahead of this and i was like if for some reason this recording falls through i am going to take a nap <laughs> and i logged on and i saw jeff already in the recording i'm like all right cool no nap for this boy let's move um, so I don't know what kind of energy we're going to get today, but we have some news that will provide energy all its own. Uh, so let's look at the month of April and dive right in. I have a handful of things that I would like to talk about, some of which are super in my wheelhouse, some of which are not. Uh, actually looking at this list, most of this is in my wheelhouse, so let's get those wheels turning. First thing I want to talk about, once again, is Bungie. After uh, a few months ago, there was a report about uh, toxicity on the writing team specifically, but among seniority at the company. Uh, I, I talked about how that article ended with kind of like a high note where everyone's like, yeah, shit sucked, but it's getting better. And I'm like, that's a hopeful Ben you don't usually see on this. And <laughs> since then, Bungie has just been kind of like making a lot of very excellent choices when it comes to protecting their employees. Uh, one of which is even though they just spent a bunch of money getting a whole new office set up, they just said we are going digital first with remote work for our studio. You can already work here from oh, this nice. many from this yeah. many states. We're going to work to roll out more. Taxes are obviously difficult to to sort of straighten out, but they are not going to be requiring people return to the office. I think, except for very specific roles, which makes a lot of sense. There are some things you just got to be on, you know, in proximity for. But they are adopting a digital first um, uh, employee uh, employment structure. 
that comes on the heels of them again securing over a billion dollars in retention funds for their uh for their employees um and after the uh after the leak of the supreme court uh potentially uh, gutting women's rights and potentially even more than that down the road uh they came out fiercely and firmly yesterday with an, with the most like aggressively explicitly like pro abortion pro choice pro women's rights statement ever and of course that invited a lot of trolls on twitter to come out um and uh-huh. and like say like this is a this is a video game we don't need your politics and uh <laughs> you got to go through the replies not because the replies are <laughs> hilarious or depraved but because like the folks running that twitter at bungie are straight up just telling everyone to fuck off like hey this is important to our employees we're going to do this no matter what my favorite though is actually a reply not by bungie where someone said okay i disagree with your politics can i get a refund on all the stuff i just bought that's coming out over the next year to which somebody <laughs> replied, I thought you didn't believe in terminating things after they began. And I really <laughs> laughed at that one. Whoa. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Um, but but Bungie is on a good guy streak that I really hope Oofa, continues. Oofa. Um, but I think I th- uh, as we're seeing all these other game studios, not just push people back into the offices, but also just deal with like scandals galore, as I'm sure we'll talk more about some today. But um, Bungie, after like making all these huge moves to retain employees, is now going completely against what all big companies are trying to do. Because I don't know if you guys have realized this. People don't like going to work. Yeah. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to go back into work. And companies are making them do it because that's how it always was. And that's how they want it to remain. And Bungie is, I believe, the first major game studio to come out and say, like, we're just going to adopt this practice because it is healthy for our employees and we want them to be the priority. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, as I long that. as the work gets done, it shouldn't matter if they're doing it from home or not, if it's something that can yeah. be done from home. Yeah, there are definitely instances where you need to be local, but uh, in most of them, I mean, why do you think it's a meme amongst people who don't even know what the word meme means? To say, <laughs> this could have been an email. Yeah. Driving to work could have been an email. Anyway, yep. next up on my list. Uh, I can't believe this wasn't the first thing on my list. Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And if you're it's, hearing about that from us, you yeah. really need to. I don't. Th- I don't think there's a, a lot more. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot. To really say, uh, from a geek perspective, the concern is that he's going to, because he said he wants to do this, is really relax, uh, quote, censorship to promote, quote, free speech. Um, mm-hmm. Because the okay. problem with Twitter has been that people aren't expressing themselves loudly and often enough. That's definitely what's wrong with Twitter. Um, yep. But I mean, like it, he's he's consistently and, espousing the idea that uh, this is all in the idea of remaining politically neutral. But here's the thing: shut up. Poli- <laughs> that, that's what he says. But political neutrality is not an objective thing. Like yeah. poli- political fads are always going to exist. Trends will exist. Movements will exist. Whatever is in the middle of those is not necessarily healthy, true, or any other thing that I think should be the goal of a social platform. Uh, but that's what he's shooting for, and as our uh, country creeps ever closer to the right, the middle will follow along, and Elon Musk will make sure Twitter is right there with him. So, that sucks, but I guess we'll see how everything shakes out badly, but now I want to talk about Halo. So, Halo is in a weird oh, wait, spot like, right now. There, there's also, like, we probably know what the real reason he wants to buy Twitter is. It's because his uh, his, his uh, ex-wife is dating a trans person, and he and this is, might just be some a way to that get could, back at Everything his about his behavior publicly during this uh, suggests a massive ego trip of some sort. 
then again, yeah, I mean, so everything does about of his everything behavior. Elon Musk does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I mean, a part of it is also, I think, uh, Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter, former CEO, two-time CEO of Twitter, um, apparently spoke with with Elon Musk, and Jack Dorsey really wanted to see the company taken private. I don't know if Elon Musk was like his best choice, but maybe like the only guy that could scrounge up the money. Um, let it also be said that this is the guy that said he would donate $6 billion to the UN to yep. solve world hunger when they created a plan for it, and then they did, and called his bluff, and then he didn't do it, and bought Twitter instead for $44 billion. That's fun. Yep. Anyway, let's talk yep, about yep, Halo. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, so, hey, here's geek news. Hey. Elon Musk sucks ass, and always yeah. has. Yep. That's my opinion. Yeah, let's talk no. about Halo. <laughs> let's talk about Halo. How long are we going to shit on Elon Musk and say, let's talk about Halo? Not much as longer. We're going to talk about I'm Halo. <laughs> so Halo has been a video game for a long time. It has been a TV show for a much shorter time. And it's just a weird spot as a Halo fan right now. I've talked a lot about Halo Infinite up to this point. When it launched, it was like very widely celebrated. And over the six months, that attitude has turned pretty sour because Halo Infinite positioned itself as a live service game. And we've talked on this podcast also about how games like Destiny uh, and Final Fantasy XIV are showing that the live service model can be done very well. Um, and Halo Infinite is not doing it very well because the game launched, mm -hmm. they did some updates in the first couple weeks to tweak some like scoring things, but otherwise it was six months before we got any content. For comparison, by this point in Halo 3's life cycle back in 2007, we'd already gotten I think five or six new maps. Uh, just yesterday we got two and those are the last maps i believe we're getting for another six months um basically all the claims of mismanagement around halo they feel very true lately because um there are just a lot of delayed timelines delayed features and not a lot of new content in the game that started off so strong people are like hey you're trying to get us to spend money you're trying to get us to engage with these things but there's not there's just not enough there. And when we say something's wrong, you're like, yeah, that sucks. We'll fix it eventually. And they had a big live stream recently where they kind of went down the list of like, we don't like having to say these things. It's just the nature of the business at this point. Like it's, we are limited by what we can do. <sighs> Basically like the people that care about Halo, like myself, I enjoy the game immensely, are fine waiting for the game to be good. But it sucks that right now it's in kind of a dry spot where it's, there's a dearth of new content. And the game that started off so strongly has sort of hit this low point. I fully expect it to bounce back. Live service games frequently launch, fail, and then build back up. <laughs> yeah. That happens all the time. Destiny was total yeah. ass when it came out. I am, I will never stop complaining about the first year of Destiny. It was bad. Final, Final uh, Fantasy fourteen, like, literally just had one of the shittiest games ever. They mm -hmm. reset the universe and just mm -hmm. had Final Fantasy fourteen yeah. a new beginning or, some, or something. And, uh, yeah. And... And so here's where I want, the reason I want to bring it up, I don't think that in itself is big news. I mean, that's more of niche Halo news outside the Halo community. I don't think that's a big deal. Uh, and I'm not going to go into the details of why it's bad. But the other thing that came out recently was the Halo TV show, which I believe I talked about briefly last time because it had just begun. We are now six episodes deep, seven as of the uh, airing of this podcast. And it started off getting, I, I think as I said before, a wave of sort of like rejection and condemnation like this is not the halo i know i don't want an alternate timeline spoiler alert don't show me master chief's face uh spoiler alert again <laughs> don't show me master chief's butt cheeks um there's just a lot do, of you know i do mm -hmm. kind of wish he would wear his helmet more often but otherwise i like the show as someone who so, doesn't have much attachment to uh, yeah to so halo. i will 
I I really like the first episode. I feel as though the next three were a little slow, but then episode five hit, and everybody the most recent one. It's not the most recent one. Five. It would, it would be two. Uh, it would be two weeks ago. Uh, oh, for okay. you so the episode the episode five i'm not going to go into any spoilers but basically after a lot of drama after a lot of world building after a lot of naked spartans we got <laughs> an action set piece that was very big and very fun and very exciting and if you played the games very familiar it lit up the faces or should i say the twitter accounts rip twitter of every <laughs> of everybody that was complaining about the halo show up to this point they were like this is the fucking show i signed up for and the following episode while not as bombastic has pushed the story in directions that are like resonating not just with people like me who don't really care that it changes the story and also people who are like purists the show has not just found its new audience but found its halo audience and i am so interested in the idea that halo infinite started so strong and the show started so maligned and in the last month, they have just totally just crossed paths. Totally <laughs> crossed paths. Um, and I think that's very interesting, just because they're both big in their own right. And if you like Halo, I think that you can sort of scratch your head as like, huh, yeah, no, that did flip. And if you don't like Halo, know that there's a lot of angry and happy people that can't decide what they're angry and happy about, but these games have something to do with it. Welcome Anyways. to the video game community. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Halo has a lot going on, and it's not going the way we expected couple other quick things that I would like to mention. Uh, Apple is up to their usual bullshit, uh, where they have been sending out notices to some app store developers saying that uh, if the app has not been updated in a... And I'm quoting an Ars Technica quote here of an email sent to a developer. Uh, this app has not been updated in a significant amount of time and is scheduled to be removed from the sale in 30 days. No action is required for the app to remain available to users who have already downloaded the app. So... Hmm. Basically, what they're saying is, if you don't update your apps, it's going to get taken off the app store. On one what hand, you could... What if there's nothing you, fucking wrong with it? Yeah, so there's two <laughs> sides to this. One is the idea of curation and making sure that things are clean. Apple tries to maintain their reputation of having an app store that is like, there's no scammy shit, there's no bullshit on it, which is also not true. But it's like generally, <laughs> generally a pretty reliable space to navigate. That. Well, I, I mean, like apps can. There's, there's the thing that I will say that they're good at doing is maintaining things that generally don't have malware in them. Uh, there are still people that will like try to do internet scams on it and shit, but they they run a tight ship in that way. But any good grace that you want to give them, I think it's blown out of the window every time they try to do something like this because it is a tone deaf move. That to Jeff's point. If an app doesn't need an update, then you are creating a burden for developers, um, particularly in the game space. If you're talking yeah. about productivity tools and stuff like that, I mean, they're going to fall out of comp compatibility with modern systems if they're not being updated anyway. But if somebody makes a game like Machinarium, which we've talked about on the show before, you can get that on an iPad. Okay, what if the developer of Machinarium decides not to update their game? Now you can't get it anymore. They yeah, are... I love that game. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you might run into... You might run into <laughs> compatibility issues down the road, but that's already solved for by the fact that Apple lists compatible devices and compatible operating systems on there. Delisting it here doesn't seem to have anything to do with compatibility, but app update recency. So mm. any argument that you can make for this being like keeping the app store healthy kind of falls apart when you examine the things actually in play. There hasn't been a lot of update on this since the notice went out. I don't know if there will be a backpedal. I expect sometime in the next month we will hear more about it if they actually stick to this and start delisting apps for no reason. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 released. Fun movie. 
Uh, it is now the highest grossing video game movie adaptation uh, ever, which I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it, was, it was better hey. than the first one. I had fun. It was a goofy, yeah, yeah. goofy, fun little movie. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, liking the source material, a movie that actually likes the source material it's mm-hmm. adapting. What what a wild yeah, concept, really. right? Yeah. <laughs> I do have a bone to pick. I don't like how they made the Master Emerald a combination of the Emeralds instead of the Master of the Seven existing Emeralds. Another podcast for another time. No, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Idris Elba as Knuckles is a revelation. Jim Carrey is entering his final form. Uh, it was fun. Don't know why we needed a dance scene to Uptown Funk, but, you know, say lovey. Yeah, that's mm. not even, like, that relevant anymore. <laughs> no, sure isn't. Uptown Funk wouldn't, even, wouldn't have even been a really relevant song to have in the first Sonic movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure wouldn't uh i mean also like given that michael jackson allegedly made all the music for sonic 3 and knuckles and this is the movie with knuckles in it and they do a bunch of sonic 3 levels in it i'm like why don't they do like a michael well, jackson probably gonna save it for sonic 3 don't you yeah think? well sonic 3 uh, another spoiler alert here is gonna be about shadow so you can expect some sort of sonic adventure 2 adaptation uh, we sense. saw Sha- we saw Shadow in the post credits bit, um, but Sonic it's it's fun. It'll be on Paramount Plus soon. It's a fun look movie. if they don't have Live and Learn in in that movie in that Live in the third learn. Sonic movie. I'm I'm wrong. Hanging on the edge of tomorrow. What if they Live did like a meta learn. thing with a uh, with Shadow where. To have him be like the you know the evil Sonic instead of making him the typical Shadow design, they kept the uh, the original live action Sonic design that was horrible. Oh, they did. Oh, oh, we put that up. (laughs) Unfortunately, I've seen his face, and they didn't do that. But that'd be very funny. That'd be very meta. Um, so, uh, two last tiny little things. First, we got a trailer for Weird, the Al Yankovic story, a biopic, uh, made with Weird Al's involvement, starring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. Looks like fun. We'll see that later this year. Last is, uh, a a note of hope, Uh, a little happy, happy piece of news. So, there's a game called Elden Ring that everybody in the world loves but me, and I've accepted that, (laughs) but there's something that's been happening in Elden Ring that melts my heart in a big way. There is no shortage of difficult boss fights in Elden Ring, a notoriously difficult game. And one of the boss fights, Melina, while optional, is something that a lot of people find themselves banging their heads against. Just because she is an extremely, extremely challenging fight. And the social features of Elden Ring step in. When you approach <laughs> the, uh, when you approach Melina, you have the ability to potentially summon somebody to come and assist you with the boss fight. Enter the Jarnished. When you play as a character, you're called a Tarnished in Elden Ring, and if you summon this particular person, you'll notice that their name is Let Me Solo Her, (laughs) and they arrive wearing nothing except a loincloth and a jar on their head. (laughs) And they will solo they will solo fight Melina without taking a single hit for you, and then leave. And this is a real person this is a real dude who sits there (laughs) playing as a character with a jar on his head jumping into players instances (laughs) requesting to solo the boss fight for him beating the fight for them and then fucking off just (laughs) and the community has rallied around the jarnish there are already cosplays that i've seen pictures of fan art galore uh, uh copycats of other people wearing jars on their head it's just it's full beginning of the dark night out here it's insane and <laughs> it's, it's gone down as a legend man for a game that has brought a lot of people a lot of joy uh, i i can't believe that this community act that everyone has rallied around has even reached the heart of a naysayer like myself i think it is wonderful and i think we need more people like let me solo her in games that's very good you are a true champion thank you on to jeff 
Um, yeah, I don't have a tremendous amount of uh, news this month. Uh, we've got we got a trailer for lore uh, lore for <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder, not lore Thuv and Thunder. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to see some vibes of that. We got a look, our first look at uh, Natalie Portman uh, with her Thor outfit. I don't. They don't. Uh, do they still call her wait, Thor. Well, I th- I call her. Natalie Thortman. That, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, but, she's uh, she's called Thor, uh, even though... We don't Thor know what is, they'll do in the movies. Yeah, but that doesn't make any goddamn sense, right? Because Thor is his name, not not a title. Yeah, Thor is his name, <laughs> and what and the quote, obviously, is like, whoever wields the ha- is worthy will wield the power of Thor. Of Thor, So I'm right, sure the yeah. movies will not call her Thor, because that's the only well Thor's they're still pulling there. from. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so uh, yeah, we got that trailer, and that was kind of fun. Um, another, I, a, a, a positive piece of news that I really like is, uh, we got an announcement from Netflix that in the next season of the Umbrella Academy, uh, Elliot Page, who since like between seasons, you know, between like after the last season, but before whatever season hasn't come out yet, uh, transitioned, um, their character is actually going to be transitioning in Umbrella Academy as well. And instead of Vanya, the, the character's new name will be Victor. Um, so that's pretty cool because I was kind of wondering, yeah. you know, obviously that's not the, uh, you know, the most important thing about, you know, Elliot Page transitioning. But I was kind of curious since that was a project that he is like still actively working in, like how they would handle that if, you know, Elliot Page would still be playing a female character or what mm-hmm. they would do. And I think that's probably the best way to handle it. And, yeah. you know, it, we get and, to uh, have it's like a bonus of being able to actually get some trans representation in media, you know, other than just having a trans actor. Yeah. And even putting aside the the studio politics that goes into like getting the the money and weight you need behind representing, you know, yeah. trans storylines like that, like kudos to the writers for being able to pivot like that and say, let's find a way to, I mean, obviously we'll see if it turns out to be yeah, a compelling right. story well, in its it own right. Be, but yeah, like, yeah, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> the fact that they're, I mean, like the fact that they're going to like canonize that out of respect for the actor and their preferences, you can probably yeah. assume that Elliot went to the writers with this and mm-hmm. uh, and broached the topic and how to handle it in the show. So it, it the fact that they're canonizing it doesn't just speak to the politics, but also uh, the interest of the writers in telling those stories with the people experiencing them. That's encouraging. Yeah. That's nice to see. It is. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, like we said, huge asterisks based on, you know, you know, may- maybe season three is where it sucks for other reasons or they yeah. mishandle this entirely. <laughs> Who knows? Right. But but at this point, yeah, I think the thought is uh, the, the thought of it is uh, encouraging. Yeah. Um, so that was a that was a fun kind of headline, but obviously not a ton from it yet until we actually see the product. Uh, next thing is uh, Flash actor Ezra Miller got arrested in Hawaii again for assaulting another person. I don't know what's up with Ezra Miller and assaulting people in Hawaii. I mean, I guess it's just because that's where they are. So that's where they're assaulting people. But it's just <laughs> wild that this is where we've got, you know, we've this is the, at least the second. Listen, you assault the people you're with. Well, I'm just that's, saying that's all you, know, you that's all you can do. It's not like Ezra's uh, going to go fly to a different place that they aren't already and assault someone there. Right. Like if they're in Hawaii, it's not that they're know. specifically uh, assaulting maybe. people in Hawaii. It's they're assaulting people and it's in Hawaii. Right. Well, some people <laughs> have have maps of like, I want to go here and here and here. 
What if? I mean, it Napa could be, but Ezra already already got Hawaii here. before, so I I don't think that they're really marking off another state in there. Uh... Was it was it a different <laughs> island? Oh, that's a there good question that I have no idea, islands and I'm not going to look up the answer to. <laughs> look, look, I I just want to imagine Ezra Miller just walk walking along the roads of Hawaii and like punching random Hawaiians. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to imagine that. That sounds horrific. <laughs> True, but you yeah. know, so that's. That's a headline that, you know, Ezra Miller sucks a little bit for fucking assaulting people, but lot, I, yeah. I'm not going to go much more That's into that. Because uh, <laughs> it's only yeah. really geek news because, you know, they play the Flash, not <laughs> not because yeah, uh, not because they're assaulting else. people for no particular reason. Right. Yeah. Um, and then my last piece of geek news, which isn't totally relevant, but is kind of the wildest thing to me. Uh Simply because of our last episode of the podcast, which was our April Fool's Day episode. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I did a big, I did a big fucking prank on on my co-hosts here and made up a story about the company RoboSend partnering with Hasbro to create another Transformers project that I implied was going to be sex dolls transformers sex dolls i made that up i made that up entirely based on nothing just i thought it was really funny and then like literally like a week later we got an actual announcement that robosen actually is doing a second project with hasbro and i was like what the fuck what the actual fuck i had no indication of fucking thinking that that was going to be happening um but they're not sex uh, dolls right they're not sex dolls yeah but um, okay. then on April 12th, we got the announcement of what the project actually is, which is wild for some other reasons, but that I'll get into. Um, but it's just it's it's really funny because when I when I was implying that they're going to be doing Transformers sex dolls, I the title that I gave it was Optimus Prime companion piece or something like that. I used the word companion, right? Because mm-hmm. like that's implying but the actual product is a literal companion piece to the previously released Transformers Robosyn Optimus Prime figure that was the first project they did because it is a trailer that goes with the, uh, you know, the, the Optimus Prime truck. Uh, so only, like, if you take the headlines, it's only actually a few words off. It's, the implications was... are very, very different, but I was just, like, losing my shit the entire day when I realized... I was they... so confused <laughs> during that recording that when you started sending those links, I was reading it like, what the fuck is happening? It felt, it's not very often I doubt my own reality. I stay pretty grounded for the most part, but that sent me a little yeah, bit, that- you know? <laughs> I, I just, it, I, the, the precision of the gag. Like it, it literally is an Optimus Prime companion piece, just not the by one the I was same, implying. By the same manufacturer the with same, a lot yeah. of similar with a lot of similar details. So yeah. now you but know a- if you want your <laughs> latest Transformers news to be scarily accurate. Yeah. Jeff is your guy. <laughs> but okay, so now for the reasons that this is kind of wild for, you know, unrelated to our podcast reasons. Um it's a pretty cool looking project, you know, like the previous project was this auto auto transforming Optimus Prime, which is like a, you know, this big fucking like $700 piece of like electronics that has like voice commands. And, you know, it's kind of like fucking one of those, um, 
like robo sapien things from when we were kids, those kind of things, uh, except it, it auto transforms and stuff. And now the trailer that that is meant to be a companion piece to it also auto transforms, which, you know, if you're unfamiliar with Transformers, uh, Optimus Prime's trailer usually turns into a little like battle station. It pretty much just opens up and it has a gun in there. Not a huge deal. Um, but what's kind of wild is because so the 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 auto transforming Optimus Prime was already kind of like a big product. Uh, so the trailer now to scale with that figure is three feet long. <laughs> wow. And it costs seven hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents, which means it is actually more expensive than the original figure, which was only like six ninety nine ninety nine, which is just the kind of wealth that you have to have and the kind of niche, you know, collector market you have to be in. To get a seven hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> expansion to a seven hundred dollar figure is just mind boggling to me. <laughs> is that like is this another Haslab thing that might not get funded, or is it just no, so it's a they um, just straight announced it? No, it, so it's not a it's not a Haslab thing. Uh, it's like part of the reason for the, like the huge price point, obviously, is for what it is, but it's not like a typical Hasbro product because this is like a third party partnered product. Gotcha. Okay. So that that does raise the price a little bit because basically, you know, like the company mm -hmm. has to pay Hasbro licensing fees and, and stuff like that. So it, it raises the price of the uh, of the product itself. So there's there's like officially licensed third party products because, you know, there's plenty of unofficial third party products as well. But mm -hmm. the uh, like this is, you know, you can buy this on Hasbro's website. It's not like a fucking, you know, like uh. fakey kind of thing. Um, but it is, you know, it's made through a third party company with partnership with Hasbro. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that that explains it a little bit, but it's not the kind of thing where it's like made to order like the Haslab stuff is so I am pretty curious to see like how well it sells and how many of them sell because they also when they made this announcement they also announced that they are reissuing the uh the original one the uh the RoboSan Optimus Prime which is also wild because that only came out like a year ago and I wouldn't have imagined that it could have possibly done that well to warrant a reissue. But I guess part of the, you know, impetus of doing the reissue now is that like, you know, someone who might not have bought it the first time might buy it and then also buy the trailer along with it now, mm -hmm. which I can't, you know, I can't wrap my head around spending, you know, that much money on on this kind of thing all at once. But let me tell that's you, that's not, you know, in my uh, <laughs> in my in my current line of work as an uh art podcast producer my mind has mm -hmm. stopped blanching at high price points because the 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 amount of money being thrown around in the art world i yeah. always knew it was high but hearing it on a regular basis is astounding and if i were rich enough to do that and i like transformers i'd get the fuck out of that companion piece but alas here we are smaller yeah. weaker podcasts we cannot afford all our toys that's fair fucking we're gonna goddamn do a Jeff Koons Transformers project. Is that what you're <laughs> suggesting to me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those were my three store or four, whatever. How many fucking things I said? Those are my yeah. stories for this month. Not a lot that exciting. I was just like the the RoboSend thing to me was just so wild because it was literally it, like no, it was we, the announcement was like a week after we recorded yeah. that episode, and then like a week after that we saw what it was. Mm. It's just like man, <laughs> the wildest coincidence because it's not yeah. like I based that joke on the fact that you know we had inklings that there was going to be another RoboSend project. Like there was no indication that it was going to be. 
it was just yeah. a, a really bonkers coincidence but yeah that's absolutely my... insane all right so i want to kick it over to chowder i did forget a piece of news uh star trek picard has not even finished season two and yet they announced that season three is going to be a reunion of almost all the next generation cast. Mm-hmm. I, it's a very strange move. Makes me question a lot of things. But we're getting a TNG reunion and that'll be the last season of Picard. So that'll be fun. Anyway. Chatter, on to you. All right. So I guess first thing I want to talk about is good news about Netflix. Uh, hey, uh, or a lot so, of bad news about Netflix. Because, be, because well, there's a lot of bad news it. for Netflix. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, so... Uh, some time ago, uh, Disney announced that they were, uh, canceling the production of Nimona, a movie by, uh, uh, Noel Stevenson. Uh, well, it's cause they, they were buying Blue Sky, right? And it was just one of the projects that got dropped. It, yeah, it's because they bought out Blue Sky and it was so infuriating because that movie was like 75%, uh, done with production and, uh, Damn. and like, it, they just killed it. And like, that's so frustrating because Nimona is like such a really good webcomic and a really good story and you know everyone was excited and then disney was like no fuck you well uh uh in a tweet uh in a tweet from them uh uh and they announced that it it's it's alive uh it's gonna be uh made by annapurna and netflix and it's coming in 2023 uh the tweet reads nimona's always been a spunky little story that just wouldn't stop She's a fighter, but she's also got some really awesome people fighting for her. I'm excited to announce of my mind to, or I am excited out of my mind to announce that the Nimona movie is a lie. Coming at you in 2023 from Annapura and Netflix. And that is just fucking fantastic. Like, yeah, not often you get to see victims of of uh, corporate maneuvers uh, survive in this sort of way. Yeah. yeah, you know, like a lot of like this is very much the culmination of a lot of people fighting tooth and nail to bring to keep project they believe in alive. And fuck yeah, I I look like you you guys like know how I was when like that news first broke. I was like, yeah, ecstatic. I remember that. Yeah, I remember I it too because you were like, "Oh my god, guys, this is amazing! Aren't we all so stoked?" And I was like, "What? What is Nimona?" And <laughs> I, I was the only I mean, one in the group that didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it was just Austin and Jocelyn who like understood my excitement. So yeah, who, you know, I, I know the, I who, who the real ones were are. Very uh, happy for you, but yeah, no, Nimona is a very good story, and I yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now on to uh, shitting on Netflix because uh, they uh, recently lost uh, how much was that? Two hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah, two hundred thousand <laughs> subscribers. Right. Which, and, given that uh, they have like over two hundred million or whatever, you know, that's like point one percent of yeah. their subscriber base. But yeah. Yeah, but and that I'm one of them. Yeah, and and which results in like their stock numbers going down. Like it is comical. Like the like the drop is like a cartoon where it's like, oh yeah, no, it's going, it's going. It drops, hops like a vertical line, man. It's it's very funny. But uh, and and. In the wake of that, Netflix just did a bunch of bullshit uh, calls. Like, they're 
They're going to add advertising uh, to their paid subscription. Uh, An advertising tier at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And they've also just been uh, canceling projects left and right. Uh, For example, uh, uh, they they canceled. Could you imagine if this fucking movie got canceled again because of this? (laughs) Oh, 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 no, I would fucking riot. Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, uh, they they canceled uh, the animated adaption for Jeff Smith's Bone, uh, another like adaptation of a comic that everyone was looking forward to and they were like nah never mind fuck you and uh and they also uh canceled uh uh, two animated shows one is called boons and curses which was you know along in production and they were like okay everybody leave and like what's so infuriating is that they hired people recently and yes like like i'm talking like months ago and then they're like you know people moved. yeah yeah people moved and then they were like uh uh, yeah never mind it's almost like it's almost like a lot of the tragedy of these decisions could have been averted by allowing people to work from home Mm -hmm. but also more (laughs) more broadly i canceled netflix almost a year ago at this point because it's been pretty evident for a long time that netflix wants stranger thing level shows and kind of nothing else because they will create a bunch of new shows left and right it is very if you look at the numbers it is very uncommon for netflix shows to make it past season two there has been some speculation about like what internal metrics they use but even look at some of their biggest shows that like maybe weren't as big popular hits, you know, commercial hits as they would have liked, uh, like Altered Carbon or Space Force, um, like Atuka and Birdie, things that are either really critically beloved or kind of like, okay, this could find its way or like Space Force, like mm, we could do better. Like, <laughs> yeah, as season two of Space Force, I haven't watched it because I canceled my Netflix, but like season two of Space Force just dropped and apparently all it took was a couple weeks for them to just confirm like yeah no we're killing it and this mentality of only look for the hits is suffocating shows with with potential in the crib i imagine arcane is going to be around for a very long time because it was a commercial and critical hit if they're investing billions of dollars and going billions of dollars into debt to create this content i'm kind of surprised that they're being so close-minded in their decisions to choose what content sticks around and i will tell you that is what led me to cancel my subscription is i'm getting a lot of shows that I don't care about and I will never have to care about because I know they're going to get canceled and they're cranking up my subscription price by $2 every couple of months. So what am I getting? I'm getting Stranger Things and Bake Off and nothing else. I'm done. Yeah. I'm and then done. there was that whole thing too where they're like, yeah, it's a real problem that like so many people are sharing accounts. We're going to have to do something yes. about that. And everyone's yeah, they, like, they, fuck right off. It already yeah, costs pretty too much. much. And, and it's like <laughs> Net- Netflix is... You know, it's very much like a lot of companies that are trying to force people to to come back into the office instead of working from home. They're looking at the problem and saying, like, here are the things that we know solve problems. Let's do them. Instead of saying, like, hey, maybe look at how people are responding to your decisions and and react to that also. I'm not saying don't cancel shows. Because basically, like, they're looking at, like, oh, everything. They're like. Oh, hey, all the things that make people actually enjoy our platform to begin with, we realize those are the things that are losing us money. So yeah. we're going to have to take those things away. And, and and you expect that to not lose you more subscribers? That doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. Yeah, and here's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Like, exactly. uh, 
even an ad based tier, I think makes sense. Uh, like, I, are people going to go for it? I don't know. I forgot that Hulu has ads because I've paid for no ads on Hulu for as long as I could. But so like, the, the, it's Netflix is going to be fine, but they're dealing with problems that are their own making. And I think less their own making than they are a combination of that and just their ignorance. Yeah. Um, and now we are suddenly seeing employees get screwed by being poached away from union jobs and then fired immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I can get the situation they're in where, like, uh, unlike, mm-hmm. like, all these competitors are coming in and Netflix doesn't have, like, a giant stockpile of, like, IPs. So they're yeah. in a uh, pretty you know, situation. Th- but like, they you would know what? If they didn't cancel all of them. If they didn't yeah, cancel really. everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, uh, like... the ghost of Blockbuster is just laughing their ass off and holding up double middle, middle fingers at Netflix because <laughs> it's pretty much just the karma <laughs> rolling back around to yeah. them. <laughs> and here's, but again, like, don't lose sight of the fact that this is just around like 0.1% of their subscriber base. There's a lot of hullabaloo yeah. just because it's the first time that this has happened to them. And in the 10 years that Netflix has been pumping out original content that the competitors are starting to eat their lunch. Like it's it's new. Yeah. But there also was some suggestion that like some of that number might also be boosted a little bit by the fact that they, you know, made the correct decision to pull out of Russia because of the, you know, the whole Ukrainian invasion Fair. thing. So it's like, you know... I, I, it's part of me, like, if that's actually, if that was actually, like, the main thing that was causing it, I would feel kind of bad about the fact that Netflix is losing stock, because then it's basically like, you know, the company is being punished for making a good humanitarian decision, but I doubt that's, like, really (laughs) all of it, you know? I feel like, I feel like they would have said that, if that's the case, that's easy PR, maybe I'm being naive about it, but I... I, Well, because there was some suggestion that they didn't really know how much it affected them, didn't it? Wasn't there? Where, I'm not I sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if there was a specific suggestion. Anyways, I I don't know. I don't. I think the only moral problems here are the hey, come work for us. Never mind, you're fired. Beyond yeah. that, I think it's just <laughs> interesting because people like Netflix has been showing its bloat for a while, and mm. people have been complaining about these things for a while. And for the first time, it's hitting their bottom line. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see that develop. Yeah. But I'm you know I'm also interested to see if this if this wave is going to start hitting other streaming services too because I don't think the so idea because they, already they're in general potentially of... taking market share from Netflix as yeah. people saturate in their subscription. Paramount Plus just added like seven million people. Damn. So yeah. Uh, no, uh, I don't mean like, uh, in the immediate aftermath. I just mean like fair. down the road because like yeah, sure. Netflix is not the only one that has a lot of the Netflix problems. They might be like the worst with it, but like there's something to be said also about like the other streaming services that you know make you pay a uh, paid subscription to have advertisements still, unless you pay more. It's like that's still yep. really scummy, you know. Yeah, no, we've literally just gone back around to cable and it's like yep what the fuck was the point of that uh, at least though yeah. at least though you can pick and choose between ten dollar plans instead of saying it's a hundred dollars or antenna yeah i will true. say i i still think this is an improvement over the cable days it is similar it is an improvement it just sucks because it's like i don't know it it, it was like oh this great new innovation that that makes cable obsolete and means that there's like better ways to like get around having to pay like the crazy money for cable, you know, packages or whatever. And then eventually they just like keep catching up to make it like, 
oh, if it becomes more and more popular, it means it, we can make it more and more expensive. So it's just like a, an ebb and flow of yeah, like. But, I mean, like ever since House of Cards got its first Emmys, like we knew this was coming eventually. It took yeah. a while, but here we are. But the good news is like if there's a show I want to watch on Netflix, I'll pay like 20 bucks, which is the cost of less than an IMAX movie ticket. I'll binge the show, then I'll cancel it. So yeah, at, least, at, least, <laughs> at least I can do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, uh, uh, Disney uh, earlier in the month was uh, trying to support uh, Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. Uh, right. And uh, everyone fucking hated that. I was wondering if we bring this up. Uh, everyone fucking hated that because like- Yeah, I think we talked uh, about that bit last month, but there have been some developments. Yeah, it's- just like like disney disney like likes to hype itself up as like oh we've got all this diversity and all these different kinds of yeah, movies really. <laughs> uh, but, uh appealing to all these different kinds of minorities and we're gay friendly and whatever and then they turn around and do fucking bullshit like this where they try to send the whole goddamn country back act 50 years uh yeah. maybe even yeah. worse really uh and it's just like and it's just like fuck you fuck you and everything and everything the system stands for uh same kind of uh same kind of energy as you know elon musk supporting free speech and then hiring union busters yeah. within his own company and just not talking about it yeah so wait chatter <laughs> do you have do you have the rest of this story because it's pretty big uh i mean i got the stuff on like disney's stock tumbling on uh oh boy buckle up buddy so okay so yeah i think okay. it was in march Fill me in, man. yeah i think it was in march that the don't say gay uh thing scandal happened where it was disney was like uh i, I believe the line that really pissed a lot of people off in particular was uh we'll we'll do our political donations but we'll continue to support the lgbtq community in our stories because that's what makes a difference <laughs> but after that there were a bunch of walkouts Assholes. at disney uh and and some of its subsidiaries i believe and very quickly, there was a turnaround, and Disney said, we're going to halt our political donations. Uh, if I have the timeline on this wrong at all. Yeah, respect to, like, the people working at Disney. Yeah, they, really? Yes. They made a big difference. I, I don't know. Like, just, they really put their money where their mouth is. Like, Hang on, this is I nowhere mean, near yeah. the end of it. So... Oh. They did. They do the walkouts. Disney is uh, now saying, "Okay, we're not going to donate to these particular politicians." Governor of Florida, Florida, Ron DeSantis, throws a pity party, like the folks on Twitter <laughs> yelling at Bungie for supporting women's right to choose, and says, "You don't want to support my legislation? Fine, I don't need to let you be a government." So he got the Florida legislature to pass something dissolving the special district that allows Disney to essentially self-govern uh, on its campuses. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and, and this has forced you know, I really Disney, do oh, like... no, it's still not done, still not done. And this has forced <laughs> Disney to drill down deeper into their position. And this, this is the silver lining here is this has forced Disney to take a stance. And now they are more unabashedly behind it. We're also seeing them not edit Dr. Strange to meet foreign censorship due to LGBTQ representation in the movies, which is maybe not how things would have gone a while ago. And this is coming at yeah. the same time that they're forced to say, we uh, do not support Don't Say Gay. We actively oppose it. We are now canceling all political donations to Florida politicians entirely. And also, <laughs> guess what? Based on the fucking Florida laws in place around the special district, if you dissolve us, you need to assume our debt, which is, guess what? Over a billion dollars. <laughs> so, if Florida does in fact succeed in dissolving... Christ. 
dissolving Disney's local government as this piece of retaliatory legislation has passed, to which Governor Ron DeSantis says, I quote, don't worry about it. We've got a plan. And everyone in the Florida government can attest there is no plan. Um, Even if it succeeds, it is going to drop a billion dollars in taxes on uh, on the taxpayers of Florida. Oh, Lord. I love this. So so that's what those walkouts did. That is what those My fucking gosh. don't say gay walkouts did. This is insane. Oh. If nobody had brought it up, I was gonna because it's. I can't believe I forgot to mention it at the top. Shit's crazy. And f- for the first time in a while, I'm actually looking at Disney as like I know that they had to be forced into their position, but thank yeah. God there's someone with that kind of money now taking this position actively. Christ. Yeah. I, I just fun. I really love the idea between this government that I hate and this company that I hate just like <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> destroying each other Pretty over much. like a really good issue. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> this is this month's Will Smith slap. Well, no, not even because we like Will Smith and Chris. <laughs> but but, you know, what, what a slap yep. fight between two assholes. And uh, yeah, it would, yeah, no, this is like again, if Will Smith respect- took the slap back and we're like, oh, damn, we like you again, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, That's so fucking choice. I love that so much. Yeah, so that's another that's another thing that's developing big time. Yeah, no, mad respect to the employees of Disney. They really yeah. just uh, made it, a change from the bottom up, and it's like yes, yes, that does suck ass. And so, so for immediately, people who are too. just living in Florida, who are going to be hit with those taxes if it ends. I mean, up a lot of things way. are bad for people in Florida right now, thanks to Ron DeSantis. Fair. But you know, that's yeah. a, that's a different kind of <laughs> podcast. But it's it is so interesting because like oftentimes companies try to take these sort of lukewarm stances, yeah. not Bungie, as we said at the top of this episode, but it's like it's so that they can have their cake and eat it too and it's yeah. it is kind of encouraging to see that when the chips are down some of these companies will at least stick to the values they fucking pretend to preach yeah again really. this is not unilateral praise for disney this is just no. like <laughs> this kind of thing does not unfold very often and it is encouraging to see it go in this particular direction at least at the start who knows where it's going to end i might eat these words in a couple months who the fuck knows but uh we now have one of the biggest companies in the world adamantly defending the rights of the lgbtq community so like more of that please all right uh next thing i wanted to talk about uh square enix has sold idos crystal dynamics and square enix montreal for 300 million dollars which like sounds like a lot but like considering tomb raider like and the uh, ips that come with them uh but considering tomb raider alone made them a hundred million dollars it's just like this just seems like a what are you doing like because like what are you doing like selling these big uh studios and ips just so you can (laughs) into the nft market yeah that's what i was gonna say which is fucking failing (laughs) right now like you are too late on that bandwagon (laughs) if there ever was like what are you doing market as it exists today is uh is a boondoggle for sure and yeah, like, when you add when you add this to the memo that we talked about back in January from the head of Square Enix, it is it seems like a pretty radical shift from games to not games. Yeah. I don't know, man. What what studios does Square Enix still have? Because they got bought by I forget the name of the company, but they they the company that owns like Deep Silver and a bunch of other huge publishers. Like it's a big games conglomerate that bought these studios from Square Enix. So more corporate consolidation. Uh, embrace, what does Square Enix have left? Embracer Group. Embracer. Thank you. What- yeah. Yeah, no, they're um, and, they're enormous. Yeah, and it's just like look, I don't, I ain't no businessman, but like even I can tell this is you're being fucking stupid and it's like uh Yeah. Especially because like, fucking 
Crystal Dynamics, maybe their biggest earner, you know, Tomb Raider and Avengers and whatnot. Like, they're now going to be making a new Tomb Raider. Well, I'm pretty sure Avengers was like a huge monetary flop, but it it was, but like, their pedigree as game designers, like, it's there. But part of uh, one thing that they're doing is for the next Tomb Raider, they're going to use Unreal Engine 5, which is probably going to save them a lot of money on development because they don't need to maintain their own engine shit. And Unreal Engine licensing is a lot cheaper than a lot of other engine licensing. So, like, you've got business innovations already happening down the pipe. I I imagine Embracer was very excited to scoop them up for that low price because we're probably going to get some good shit out of them. Yeah, it's just like Square Enix, like, they'll, like, uh, uh, release a game it'll sell really well and then they'll be like oh it didn't meet expectations like tomb raider it sells like (laughs) like what are your motherfucking expectations my man millions (laughs) and millions of copies and they're just like oh it just didn't meet expectations but then Uh, to the the fucking netflix problem and what you said about uh, Final Fantasy 14, look what happens when you fucking buck up and commit and dig into something, even if it didn't meet your expectations right out of the gate. Look what you can do. Yeah, and like, man, the Final Fantasy 14 four- story is wild because like, again, like de- developers like literally went on stage and like apologized for how bad Final Fantasy 14 is. Cut mm-hmm. to now, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's and it's the most enormous. beloved MMO ever. Yeah, it's it's a fucking money farm, and I mean that gives me hope for what Halo Infinite might be in a year or two. But for now, it just makes me think like Square Enix. Are you okay? You don't know what the fuck are you guys you're okay? Doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll fucking see. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I got a couple more things I want to talk about, but I realized we are. Uh, oh, yeah, we are. Uh, we've had some dis- lively discussion on this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll cut I'll discussed. cut the stuff about I'll cut the stuff about like Nintendo's labor or uh, complaints, their labor lawsuits, because uh, like Nintendo of America is. Uh, yeah, doing doing some uh, shady shit. And it's just like Nintendo. Come mm-hmm. on, man. But you were uh, supposed yeah, and to then be the chosen ones. <laughs> and then there's this uh, uh, article That's from Bloomberg. Yeah, Star Wars Day. Yeah, (laughs) California lawyer quits over allegation Newsom meddled in Activision case, which is just like, wow, some serious conspiracy shit. (laughs) Not Uh, good. Yeah, like the notes, uh, chief counsel for DFEH was fired, assistant resigns in protest, DFEH sued Activision over sexual harassment and discrimination. And uh, just like top lawyer for the state of California has resigned, accusing the government governor's office of interfering with the discrimination lawsuit against Activision Blizzard Incorporated. Uh, yeah, because that was a that was a state case that was brought to Activision, the thing that fucking blew them yeah, right exactly. the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Christ alive. All right. Any other quick headlines you want to get out before we jump ahead? Uh let's see. Kingdom Hearts 4 was revealed. Ooh, yeah. and that is that is surprising because like they they usually take like fucking millions of years. Yeah, I was gonna say, Kingdom wasn't Hearts. there like a huge gap between two and three? Well, yes, don't, don't yes, forget. Mass. There were, don't forget. Uh, yeah, there were, Go ahead. Sorry. Go uh, yeah, no. Massive gap between two and three. Uh, just like a bunch of side stories that are important to understanding the main story across multiple consoles. Keep that was like keeping it keeping it around. Yeah. So like the fact that yeah. they revealed Kingdom Hearts four so soon is like oh. Oh, wow. But don't forget that they revealed Kingdom Hearts 3, and there was a big gap between that and Kingdom Hearts 3 also. So we yeah, have no idea point. when this game is coming. True. Good point. <laughs> and, All right. You know, that's it. That's it. I got nothing else. Sounds good. So 
let's dive into the ratings. Now, we, as uh, an editorial room here with all our journalistic integrity, will decide what we think is the hottest headline, the top story of the month of all the geek news in April. If you had to bring one to your fancy cocktail party to discuss the state of geek news and share as a tidbit with other people, what should that tidbit be? And what should your cocktail be? Uh, I don't know. I'd like to start. I'd like to start start this one off. I think the Disney... Hit me. Like the Disney stuff on the Florida bill, because, wow, I didn't realize how absurd that story got. Like, like you what I knew follow about... follow it, dude. Yeah, like, what I knew about was, like, you know, them supporting the bill, the employees, like, uh, you know, uh, having to walk out, being able to force Disney out of... Uh, ca- causing a drop in Disney stocks and being able to force Disney to, to backpedal from that. I didn't follow beyond that, and I didn't realize that some petty slap fight between Disney and the government of Florida was going on. Holy shit. Yeah, it's... And it's... See, I... I can't wait to see how this shakes out. It's gonna be ridiculous, whatever it is, and I hope more people are not fucking hurt. Uh, and that it's just Ron DeSantis that maybe, comes maybe out the really bad people from of this. Florida should uh, uh, have a walkout. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, uh, Jeff, how about yourself? What would you nominate for the top story this month, or would you like to join Chatter in his nomination? Well, I mean, there's a lot of really important stuff that happened this month. Like, obviously, the whole Disney thing is is wild, and that's going to be a developing story. Um, there, obviously, it's a huge fucking deal. This whole shit with Elon Musk and Twitter. Uh, my vote this month is going to be going to the fact that uh, one third of the members of this fucking podcast are apparently clairvoyant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just joking. That's not the most important story. Uh, yeah, either Disney or Elon Musk, really. But I mean, I guess I'm going to lean towards the Disney thing because as of the time being, that seems like it's going in a more positive direction. Whereas yeah, we'll Elon see. Musk buying Twitter can only get bad. <laughs> can only be bad. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to join you on the Disney story as well. Uh, not just because of its twists and turns, not just because of the potential positive outcomes that could come from this, uh, but also because I think it falls much more squarely in geek news than Twitter does. I think Twitter is a mix of geek and tech news, uh, but it's also very much politics and society in general. Uh, And Disney makes all the movies we talk about, so I feel like that's pretty germane to to this podcast in particular. But uh, if you want a wild ride, just look at the articles about the Don't Say Gay Bill and Disney's response to it and Florida's response to Disney and Disney's response to Florida. I hope that that back and forth goes much further and uh, and that we see a company stand up for people in a big way. I would love if that's uh... sort of the final lesson here. And if you want a much less wild ride that is much less consequential, just listen to the last episode of this podcast and then go look <laughs> up the fucking headline for the RoboSen project and the, and look at the fucking dates there. I am very oh, proud of this, Christ. even though it was not my <laughs> actual ability in any way. <laughs> anyway, the Disney response to the Don't Say Gay Bill is our top Optimus story for Prime the month. Companion piece. <laughs> I'm Colin Ketchin. You can find me uh, at ColinKetchin.com, uh, where you can see I've also done another edit for uh, my friends over at The Greatest Discovery, a Star cool. Trek podcast. I got to do another episode for them with Star Trek Picard, and it was uh, it was so much fun. You can hear me tell the story on the How You Doing podcast, but um, I tried to do some stuff with sound effects that all three people involved told me was too gross and I couldn't do it. So that's fun. <laughs> anyway, who else is joining me? Uh, I've been Jeff. 
uh, if you want to find me, I do a YouTube channel where I do toy reviews. That is Alchemist Prime Reviews on YouTube. Um, I had something else I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was. So that's me. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Timul Chowdhury or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Timul underscore Chowder. Uh, you can find me also find me on our sister podcast, uh, Dice Populi, where the l- last episode of my story arc has just come out. And, whew, what a ride. Oh boy, I haven't listened to it yet. It's a, it's a doozy, believe you me. Uh, if you would like to hear more about that, you can always go to comicgeekingprogram.com. We have links to how you do in a Dice Populi, our other podcasts. Uh, check out the show notes here if you want to refer to any of the stories that we just talked about. Um, otherwise, I guess we'll see you in a couple weeks for a regular-ass book club episode and one month from now for a recap of the news of May. I hate to tell you guys, I'm going to have some Star Trek to talk about. Buckle up. <laughs> Oh, I remember what I was going to say. If the fucking podcast used to be The Greatest Generation and then they changed it to The Greatest Discover when they started talking about Discovery, shouldn't it be The Greatest Picard now? I would love if it was The Greatest Picard. There are two podcasts. Greatest Generation is their old Star Trek podcast. Greatest Discovery Mm. is their new Star Trek podcast. Um, But I would love if it was The Greatest Picard and it just became a Patrick Stewart (laughs) fan cast. If it was just every time they started talking about a new show, they just changed the... Welcome to The Greatest (laughs) Star Trek product on Nickelodeon. The Greatest Enterprise is not a bad name. The Greatest Enterprise is not a bad name, but uh the greatest We're about to have a We're about to have our fourth Star Trek show about an Enterprise. Nine? The Greatest Deep Space Nine. There are so many of them. <laughs> All right. Chatter, would you like to give an outro or let Jeff and I uh bat this starship shaped badminton uh shuttlecock back and forth? Uh, you you can you can do whatever you want with that cock. <laughs> Okay, bye. Oh, fuck.
<laughs> Colin and the Sleepy Boys. That's our new band name. Love it. I'm so pro nap, man. I I I am embracing napping more and more. Not because like I have to, but just because I'm like, you know what? I don't have anything I gotta do. I'm a little low on energy. I'm gonna lay down and take a nap. I and am very bad at napping. What what do you mean bad at napping? Like you're not able to do it, or you do it badly, or well, you don't do it and you should? Uh really all of the above, to be honest. Like Okay. <laughs> I can't nap on command. The only scenarios I can nap is when I'm not trying to, and then, you know, I just end up falling asleep. When I do mm. nap, I never manage to wake up on, like, the right part of the cycle, so I just feel groggy and miserable for the rest of the day yeah. and just, like, screw up everything and just, like, feel like I'm mm. in a weird haze for the rest of the day. And there are plenty of times when I don't get nearly enough sleep, and napping would be beneficial if I did it well, and I don't do it so all of the above That's so who's covering ezra miller being a people across white uh, I, I can yeah, i wasn't going to talk about it at all but if if we want to mention it i can say it yeah all nose goes on that one just because i haven't actually read ezra, anything beyond the headlines i i actually have not either so oh, okay fair enough yeah neither uh, have i i just I just think it'd be a funny thing to bring up. Uh, yeah, hilarious. Uh, I'm just going to write in my notes, uh, Ezra Miller beats up Hawaiians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, shit, what's the thing? Uh, um, hang on, hang on. That's it, okay. <clears throat> what's the best way to do this? Yeah, I guess Sonic. I have like very me. few things that I'm talking about, like four, including Ezra Miller, so. Yeah, uh, I. I, I, I have none of them are I'm really just, big deals. I just forgot to write and put them all in a single list for myself before. <laughs> before joining i feel like t this month was reasonably busy not with like announcements but just stuff um and i'll tackle that weird owl trailer as well oh yeah i've not watched it yet they shot that movie fast i think the whole thing was shot in under three weeks and they stopped shooting pretty recently so the fact oh. that they have a trailer ready the whole thing was shot in three weeks yeah no it was quick it was real quick like they announced like, they announced casting of Daniel Radcliffe, and then, like, a week or two later, they were... Wait, Weird wait, Al was wait. posting trailer shots. So. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe was, was playing Weird Al? Yes. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> so is Daniel Radcliffe, and so is Weird Al. So we'll get into that. Yeah. I mean, it, it worked. Yeah. No, sure does. Daniel Radcliffe is a weird fucking guy. He's not yeah. Al, but he is weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll whenever you guys are. We can do a yeah. clap, and maybe that'll... Perk yeah, I will clapping. Okay. Um, no promises, but I will clap. Let's clap at 25. So that's about 10 seconds. Okay. Just to give y'all time to load or refresh or whatever. Five seconds. I didn't hear either of you clap. I didn't hear either of you clap. Okay, but we all clapped, right? Yeah. Excellent. You ever like do a clap and you just hit it slightly wrong and it just hurts way more than usual? Yes. <laughs> hey Jeff, I'm sorry your day's going so badly. <laughs> well, no, it's fine. I'm just tired and I clapped mm, bad. <laughs> that's that's fine. Uh Chowder, how was that nap? I mean, I'm still sleepy, but I don't feel like I'll go to sleep again, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's about Fair the best enough. you can hope for. 